Hi, everybody, and welcome to That's Life, the show where burning my mouth on a hot cup of tea right before getting on the air was pretty, pretty stupid. Good morning, folks, and thanks for listening. I'm Miriam L. Wallach, blogger, writer, and general manager here at the Nachum Siegel Network. You can find me here every Thursday morning at 10 a.m., right after Charlie and right before Nachum's live lunch, as I hope to bring you a little entertainment, a little news, and a little relief that the life you are leading is not nearly as wacky as mine. By the way, I think my throat sounds a little bit, I think I sound a little bit off this morning, and I think it's definitely because of the tea, or you can just say I'm generally off. Coming to you from the home of the Nachum Seal Network on the beautiful Lower East Side, I'm joined by the chief engineer who is sitting in this morning for Avrami. Hello, ZK. Good morning, Miriam. (laughs) Good to see you. It's been a while. This is fun. This is fun. (laughs) Not used to coming in uh, this early in the morning here. I know. By the way, this is called sun. Right, exactly. <laughs> Birds chirping in the windows. You know how it is. When was the last time we did this, by the way? A long, a long time, time ago. A long time ago, right? A long time ago. Could it have been Champions Gate? No, because I wasn't on Champions Gate. Mark was on that Mark morning. Mark was on. Um, let's see. No, we, have, we haven't oh done a show together word. in a long time. We should make a Lachayim. We should we make sh- a Lachayim. What are we got? You know me. There's stuff in the fridge. <laughs> But this was fun, and by the way, thank you again for uh, coming through for us as always when we recorded the stunt show the other night. It was a lot of fun, and thanks to Maven, he did the video. Still cleaning up my uh, cables <laughs> from, from all that um, icing. Icing, exactly. <laughs> I got it all over my Nachum Siegel shirt. Now, what am I going to do? Oh for the no! Next well, we got to make sure that you're all cleaned up because um, we got to make sure that you are looking good before we go to Israel in a couple weeks. Aren't you excited for that? Trip? Oh yeah. <laughs> By the way, if you didn't think that was laced with sarcasm, people, then you don't know ZK. If you're a new listener to the show, thanks for taking a break from your day to tune in. If you are a returning listener, thanks as always for making us part of your day. If Miriam L. Wallach once a week is just not enough for you, do what Aaron Gordon does. You can friend me on Facebook. Send me an invite on LinkedIn. You can also shoot me an email, miriam at nachamsegel.com. I will not respond to you during the show. I will respond to you afterwards. Please, God, I'm not being rude. I'm just being honest. I will make sure to get back to you afterwards. Please also follow us on Twitter, Nachum Siegel Net, all one word, or Miriam L. Wallach, also all one word. It has been a crazy week, by the way, folks, between uh, the stunt show that was recorded Tuesday night that will air just in a couple of hours at 2 p.m. today, right after Dr. David Lieberman. That was a fun, fun night. Um, I will not reveal who won that evening. I certainly won't, but it was a rip-roaring time. There were five really cute kids, and there were five highly competitive adults. And, of course, as you can imagine here at the network, the trash talking began way in advance. And uh, Naomi Nachman bought, brought with her a boatload of tools. I mean, if those tools weren't enough to intimidate the group, I don't know what was besides, you know, Daniel's muttering and Ellie's muttering and everything. You know who the most adult person was in that room the other night? Maura Stacy Siegel. Maura Stacy Siegel. <laughs> there was no trash talking. I didn't hear anything from her. She was really <laughs> quiet. Yeah, you know, not every seagull can talk at the same time. Nachum also did the play-by-play that night. He was great. I mean, Nachum's great in general. But Of course, we're going to have the uh, video. Exactly. The up, video up. will be up, please God, at 2 o'clock along with the audio. So if you can watch it, you should. Go to our go to our website. Go to our homepage. It will be streamed for you at 2 p.m. along with the audio. It's going to be a great, great show. It was really a lot of fun. By the way, pulling off these things... I don't know if it's getting harder or easier, but it's getting harder to find something just as cool as the thing before. You know what I mean? I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely do. After yeah. the last few remotes we've been together, yeah, it's it's getting interesting, very interesting. Exactly. We're having fun around here. We are having fun. And by the way, thank you to everyone this morning at TABC for hosting Jamie and the AM. It was a great show. My thanks to Mark Zomick, as always. For producing this morning's show, he is the best, and my thanks to everyone who made this morning possible, including you, ZK, as always. Let's go to our favorite segment. Thanks again to Judy for this. What does the fortune cookie say? ZK, I'm just We're telling you. doing the fortune cookies, oh, huh? Yeah, you know what? i got to tell you something. The fortune cookies rock. They are a, um, they're a staple here. All right, here we go. Hey! <laughs> I like this one. You will inherit a large sum of money. I promise you. That's what this says. And I don't know why I'm holding it up to the mic like anybody can see through the mic if I put it here. But I promise you, ZK, you have my word, right? It says what it says. Seth, we're posting it up over here. I know. We're going to post it right. By the way, if you ever come to the studio, you'll see that I tape a whole bunch of... The uh, copy stand. Exactly. (laughs) I tape fortune cookie slips of papers all over the place. 
Um, I should just say, call them the fortunes. But anyway, that is today's fortune. And let's go through um, today's national holidays. It is Beaujolais Nouveau Day. And I actually had to look that up. Um, if Jay Bookspam was available, again, our best to Jay and his family upon the loss of his father. He got up this morning um, or yesterday. It's um, I was there a couple of days ago. Anyway, I would have asked him specifically but it does have something to do with the third Thursday in November being celebrated as Beaujolais Nouveau Day, Nouveau Day in France with fireworks, music, and festivals. Under French law, the wine is released at 12.01 a.m., just weeks after the wine's grapes have been harvested. Parties are held throughout the country and further afield to celebrate the first wine of the season. I personally think it's just an excuse to have a wine party, but nobody asked me. It's also the Great American Smokeout which is the Thursday before Thanksgiving. Let's go, folks. Put them out. It's also Use Less Stuff Day. I'm not sure what the stuff is, but we're going to use less of it. It's World Hello Day. ZK, that means that you have to be extra friendly to people you see today. I dare you to walk up and down Grand Street just saying hello to people. It's like World Handshake Day. I think I dared have Rummy to just go shake people's hands randomly. Oh, no? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> ZK is like, there's not enough Purell in the world. And World <laughs> Television Day. For those of you who are watching Blacklist with me, that is one good show. Our first guest, by the way, is here in the studio. I don't want to make him wait. Um, he's a wonderful guest. He's a person I heard a couple of years ago at Champions Gate. And Stephen Wallach is a huge fan because Mike Strauss is the professor. Oh, sorry, I should say Professor Mike Strauss is the associate dean and assistant to the provost. At Sai Sims at Yeshiva University, is also a clinical professor of management and entrepreneur in residence, and he is also just a really nice guy. Hello. Thank- Good morning, Mike. Good morning. Thank you very How much. How are you? I should I'm, call you. I'm having fun already. You know, <laughs> I, I don't want to leave today. Yeah, well, you know, we have that effect on people, but don't worry. It'll wear off. It'll wear off. Everybody goes. By the way, should I? can I officially call you Professor Strauss? No, you can call me Mike. That's fine. <laughs> Fantastic. So there's a lot going on, actually. There's a lot going on at Sims. Um I know you had the open houses for Cy Sims last week and then for the women a couple weeks before then. Correct. How did that go? Went extremely well. In fact, uh, last uh, last year we had uh, eight women that came into the uh, to the open house just to uh, just to get a better feel for what's going on at Cy Sims. Last week, uh, the week before last, we mm-hmm. had 48 women. Wow. So there's been a tremendous increase. And, in fact, we had one of the largest uh, enrollment uh, this past fall at Cy Sims School in the history of Cy Sims, Cy Sims, which has been around for 27 years. So we're, we're very excited about it. It's really, uh, it's really looking good. That's incredible. Does that to you mark a <clears throat> shift in the way women are looking at professions that are available to them? Well, partially. Uh, partly, uh, I think, uh, you know, we, we want to take a little bit of credit that in the last couple of years, uh, actually two years since the new leadership came in, we've really put a tremendous amount of uh, effort into convincing and talking to uh, to women. In fact, this morning I talked to two women in Israel. Mm. I Usually I drive in from Long Island, so it's 7 o'clock, which is uh, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Exactly. Uh, I call them up. So uh, we have we have a, uh, an admissions office in uh, in Israel, as you know, as about seven or eight people. But anyway, uh, these most of the women, we get 80% of our uh, students, both men and women, from Israel. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think part of it is that we actually are reaching out more and working very closely with them and talking to them and, and, and telling them the differences between Yeshiva University, uh, not only Sai Sim School of Business, uh, life at Yeshiva University, and uh, in Maryland or, right. or, or, or Penn or whatever. And there is a big, big difference, as, as we all know. And part of it is, yes, I think uh, with the economy changing a little bit, uh, the women are a little bit uh, less concerned about getting a real job right. uh, when they graduate, real job meaning being a nurse or being mm-hmm. a, a, a teacher, and more interested in business opportunities, be it marketing, finance, or whatever. And they were specifically <laughs> interested in any particular field, in any particular no. direction? No, no, no. They came in. The whole purpose of the open house and what we do is we uh, we bring our professors in from the different uh, – uh, uh, you know, from the, the different uh, majors, and they speak to them, to them, and the parents, by the way, it's, it's mm-hmm. you know, the parents are there, and we tell them a little bit about what's going on, right. what they can major in, what they can minor in, what they can take, what the uh, extracurricular events are, and then we uh, open the floor for questions and uh, told them about their honor, the new honors program that we have, which has been extremely, extremely well received by both men and women. So, 
Yes, it's uh, it's very, very rewarding. And quite frankly, uh, I was just talking to the dean this morning, and uh, I really think we're going to have an even greater uh, incoming class this coming fall based on the number of calls that I'm getting. That's very exciting. You know, as a, as a woman in a man's field, there are very few times that I walk into a meeting and um, that there are other women in the room. So I appreciate very much that we are opening our eyes or opening the eyes of future students and to saying and, – and, and women, and modern Orthodox women, and saying you don't have to be X, Y, and Z just because your mother was this or just because your friends are that. There are other opportunities, and we are making them available to you at Yeshiva University. And you know, the proof is in the pudding because we bring in, as uh, as you may know, we bring in for various events uh, our graduating students, alumni right. who are out there at Morgan Stanley, at, at Goldman Sachs, at some of these big investment bank consulting firms, accounting firms, and there's more and more of them coming in. And uh, they compete, you know, head-to-head with the men. And quite frankly, coming from, from business as I have uh, many years ago, uh, if I had a man or a woman, and that's, that's true, in front of me, and not that everybody's alike, but basically if their backgrounds are the same and their personalities are the same, I would choose a woman versus a man because they're just much more committed, mm. hard driving, and they they want to achieve. They really do want to achieve much more so than men. I think it's also because, and again, speaking speaking as, <laughs> as a woman, I think it's also because, for me at least, there is the constant drive not only for personal achievement and personal success and not only so that I can show my daughters that they too can have professional achievement and professional success. But there is that, that old psychology. There's that old, um, that, that way of thinking that we still have to prove ourselves. And there is something to be said for that. There is something to be said for being a man, a woman in a man's world and, and still needing that kind of validation that not only was I meant to be here, but I'm going to work to prove to you that I was meant to be here. Which is a great positive for the for the companies that they join. Right. Because they work that much harder. Exactly. I, I <laughs> somebody um a, a some somebody whose opinion and um praise I, I respect a tremendous amount and took um very much to heart said to me this week that I was the hardest working woman in radio and I thanked him very much for the compliment and he said to me, How do you know it was a compliment? I said, Because it wasn't coming from my husband. <laughs> <laughs> I said, that would have been something totally different. Tell me about the, the open house for the men the other day. Well, the open house, was, uh, the open house for the men is always uh, because our ratio we have uh, we have you know seventy five percent men, twenty five percent women at size Sims, uh, so it's usually uh, much much uh, much more crowded. But again, last uh, last uh, Sunday, literally. Uh, they were sitting outside uh, the rooms. I mean, there weren't enough chairs. There wow. weren't even a standing room. Good uh, for you guys. So it's uh, it's straight. Well, it's it, it's not only us. It's admissions. They're doing a great job. Uh, and uh, yes, but admissions wouldn't have anything if there wasn't a product to sell. That's so, correct. Exactly. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So uh, let's give some credit. Yeah. Well, admissions. <laughs> uh, you know, in the United States, Israel, it's a teamwork. Absolutely. Only as good as the people that work with you and for you. Amen. Amen. So there was a there was a large showing. There was a great there was, there was a huge great showing, attendance. great attendance, and lots of questions. And uh, what are the most common questions you get at an open house? Well, a lot. Many of them, uh, interestingly enough, are very very interested in our honors program. We've never had an honors program until two years ago. What and, does it entail? Well, our our honors program is different than the uh, not better but different than the Yeshiva College and Stern. Okay. Whereas Yeshiva College and Stern, rightfully so, have a very, very specific uh, uh, SAT scores that you have to meet. And, you know, if you're one below it, you're not in. Uh, likewise, GPAs, what we, we have done is we've, and we call it not the honors program, we call it the Business Honors and Entrepreneurial Leadership uh, Program. Uh, deliberately so, because while we continue to uh, obviously accept only uh, students with very high academic standing, they don't have to necessarily have 1,400 SATs. Mm. Uh, so we take them at uh, the 13, 20, 13, 30 plus. And in addition, they have to show some propensity for business. They show up to some interest for business. They have to show. I mean, one student came last week and he, he told me, he said he loves cars and he's, you know, he's been selling used cars uh, on the side just You're to make kidding. a few. And I'm not kidding you. So I that's the type kids. of thing that we love, that we love exactly. to see. And, and as we know, uh, the, the best entrepreneurs are not necessarily the, the most brilliant 
Absolutely. In school. So, right. uh, so we have in two years, we have 45 students and I, in the, in the honors program, which is, uh, which is huge. We didn't, we didn't expect to have that many. Incredible. And we'll, uh, I think we'll have a, another 2025 coming in this coming fall. That's really exciting. Very exciting. And of course, <clears throat> they'll have a combination. They will have to, they'll take honors, uh, classes, which obviously are on a higher level than Norman classes. Right. Although non-honor students who are up to it, can can take these classes huh. too, but in addition they'll have to do uh, entrepreneurial uh, uh, leadership seminars. We take them to companies. We take them to HBO. We're going to take them to Google. Uh, we're going to take them to the stock exchange. Fun. So they're going to really experiential education. Exactly, and of course they're they're and, and and I feel very strongly about it. they're required to have internships every single summer that they're here. Wow! So they get a sense of what's going on in a business. You know, uh, roll up their sleeves because no matter how good an education you get. Uh, business is different. Absolutely. You know, they, they, they get a sense of how people work together in a team environment, how decisions are made, how good decisions are made, what happens when you make a bad decision, how do you learn from your bad decision not to make the same bad decision again, et cetera, right. et cetera. So it's great. No, I, listen, as a mentor myself, I love working with the presidential fellows and, um, and there's a, from, from people who spend time mentoring students. Right. It is mutually beneficial. Absolutely. Absolutely. The kids grow and you grow as a person. It's really very exciting. Now, I, I want to talk specifically about the upcoming EMBA open house, which is taking place December 8th on the Barron campus, which is 215 Lexington Avenue in Manhattan. That's at 1015 in the morning because the EMBA program is relatively new to correct. Sims. This is going to be the third year, correct? This this coming uh, fall will be the third cohort, correct? Okay. The third cohort. And we, uh, we, we, if I may just tell you a little yeah, bit about the, the, do, back, the background I think people, about it. I think people need to understand what it means. I'm actually just pulling up the, uh, the banner right now on the YUEDU, uh, YU.EDU website. The Sysims Executive MBA December 8th Open House. You can find that, by the way, on YU.EDU slash Sims slash EMBA. Um, you can find out all the information there. So let's talk about what it means. So, so up to about six, seven years ago, when the economy, uh, you know, went uh, started going the wrong way, right. MBAs were extremely popular. They're still st- somewhat popular, but they were popular, quite frankly, uh, because uh, companies, for the most part, paid seventy-five percent to eighty percent. Eighty percent of the com- companies, I'm sorry, paid for the MBA uh, students right. for their tuition, which are you, which are large. And secondly, uh, most importantly, there were so many jobs out there. So when somebody left for two years, they were there was no question about they're going to get they will get their job back, and it was a high likelihood they were going to get promoted. What happened in the last five years, unfortunately, is that uh, with the economy tanking, uh, what happened is companies only about. 15 to 20 percent of companies today pay for MBA programs. Mm. But more importantly, when you leave your job, you say for two years, it's highly unlikely that you're going to get your job back, let alone get a, get, right. get a promotion. So the EMBA programs have become much more popular. Uh, in the I year, looked into them. Yeah, they're on weekends. Unfortunately, exactly. No, I you know what? Yeah. I looked into it last um, over Champions Gate actually because I, I mean, think that was the first time that I had ever heard that YU had an EMBA program and. I had been speaking to um, Rabbi Ari Siegel from Shalhevet in Los Angeles, right. and he had just completed an EMBA program. And as an educator, he told me, and a head of school, I should say, he told me how important it was to him for him to have um, the background that the EMBA provides because, as he said, and I'm I, Ari, if I'm misquoting you or I'm you know parsing your words, I think the sentiment is still there. That you don't have to be, you don't have to be the one to write the spreadsheet, but you have to know how to read it. And Absolutely. that was phenomenal, phenomenal advice to me. And all of a sudden it clicked to me that this is something I needed to be doing as well. What, what, what we're trying to do is we're trying to prepare students to understand the changing needs of the global environment. These students are, are out of uh, school for five to seven years, at least the minimum. They have to be out five to seven years. And, the good news is that uh, most EMBA uh, cla- uh, class schools, and I have a list here. Uh, Business Week came out with a whole list. They're all on Shabbos. They're all right. on Saturdays. Everyone. So, so obviously, if you're Shomer Shabbat, you can't you can't attend it. So, right. what we have done is we have established the EMBA course. It's on Sundays, so it's two years every Sunday and one a day a week, once a month on a Monday night, and uh, three. They take three. Three courses every Sunday. It's a full. It's a full day. Right. Uh, but uh, you know, we have top top notch professors from 
our own professor, but mm-hmm. they're from Princeton, from Yale, from NYU Stern, etc. And it's a general management uh, EMBA program. We have deliberately kept the size of the uh, uh, cohorts very small, so they have a chance. Which is, by the way, for undergraduate, the same thing. The faculty right. uh, student ratio is very, very low, as opposed by to by design. By design, that should be we emphasized. Have, the first cohort has 15 students in it. Wow. Uh, and 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 by design, we don't want to have any more than 15, right. 16 students because what it does is you're not a number, you're right. a person. It we waters know, down the pool. Exactly. We know, especially when you come from. From uh, from business, and we get 15 people. By the way, not all Jew- Jewish people, although we designed it for Sharma Shabbat, only 50%, 60% of our students are uh, are Jewish. Really? Absolutely. So they just want to work on Sundays? Well, it is. <laughs> no, no, no. I'll, t- I'll tell you. There are many people that they may be Jewish, not not observant, or the, the non-Jews, who are in a retail business. They work on Saturdays. Ah, uh. Fair so point. their only time, their only time is Sunday, and there are many uh, sports programs, soccer and what have you, for the kids right, on Saturdays. Right, that's true. That's so, true. Uh, uh, so we have, uh, you know, we attract people from uh, from all walks of life and and, and different different religions, and it was it, it's 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 worked out very very well. In fact, I spoke to one of the students uh, uh, yesterday. I I talked to them individually just to get a, a sense of it, and she told me uh, that she 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 works for Hebrew University here. She's a fundraiser. She's terrific, and she told me she says uh, the Strauss, uh, this is terrific. She's one of the smartest in the class. She said, I'm really, really learning a tremendous amount, uh, not only learning it, but I, I, I go back to, the, to my office and, and I can apply it. Oh, fantastic. Any office, which How is gratifying fantastic. is that for you? It's, it's, it's very gratifying. Right. And, and also the good news is we charge $78,000 for the two years, which is very, very low. Uh, let looking... me tell you, I did my research. I know that is, that is, is low. Right. The top, the top 25, the lowest in Austin, Texas, is 109,000. Here in New York, Columbia, 168. Uh, NYU, 170. Uh, Northwestern, 173. Chicago, and this is yeah. and the reality is is that corporations and companies are not paying for it. No, anymore. no, these these young men and women are paying, and we also geared it toward towards middle level uh, students. In other words, five to seven years out of out of school, they're not. They're highly unlikely to be CEOs and CFOs. So uh, the course structure, the courses, the finance, the management, I teach the entrepreneurship course, uh, given my background, uh, is geared towards mid-level managers who really want to uh, uh, learn more and, and hopefully accomplish several things, among them either move up within their own organizations or perhaps prepare them for, uh, uh, for, for another job elsewhere. Part of, by the way, part of the, uh, uh, which I left out, is part of the program, which is included in the $78,000. trip? Is a trip. Okay, hold on one second. <laughs> hold on one second, because okay. I want to make sure that everyone is with us. You're listening to That's Life here on the Nahum Siegel Network. I am joined by Professor Mike Strauss. He's the Associate Dean and Assistant to the Provost at Cy Sims at Yeshiva University. You can find out everything going out, going on at Sims, yu.edu slash Sims. You should definitely check out the uh, website, find out information about the December 8th open house for the Cy Sims Executive MBA. And you should also make sure that if you have any interest whatsoever in business and you are looking for a business program, you should definitely be in contact with anyone at Sims. Now, I want to talk about the trip because people don't know about the trip. And this is, again, part of the EMBA. By the way, E is the executive. It is the executive MBA. Um, this is a, this is not a fluff trip. No, no, no. This is a very important part of your two years at the EMBA program. People are probably listening and they're saying, wow, $76,000, That sounds like a tremendous amount of money, even in comparison to the 169 at Purdue or wherever it was, Columbia, wherever it was. And it's still, of course, a, I mean, I'm a firm believer in money is money is well invested in an education. Don't get me wrong. But people need to understand about this trip and how it fits into the curriculum. So the trip is between the first and second year, and it's a trip to China this year. Now, it's going to be Asia. This year it's going to be in China and maybe uh, another country. And the whole purpose is for the students to get a better understanding of what's been happening is Western companies are moving to to China and opening up, uh, uh, you know, opening up uh, doors there uh, to sell their goods and services. Equally as well, Chinese companies are coming to the United States doing the same things. So what we've done is we've developed a program 
uh, for 12, uh, a 12 day program where these students will be exposed to leaders in these companies that will go into the companies that will have a better understanding okay. of how businesses uh, transacted in China, uh, how they deal with uh, all of the issues that they deal with, with export issues, with developing products, and how, for example, one of my, my good friends has a company, basically, he's a Chinese, but uh, Chinese, uh, by birth, but he has a company, uh, that, uh, does nothing other than connect American companies to China and Chinese company to America. He's uh, a shatchan. He's a shatchan. <laughs> and he comes, exactly. And, uh, he's gonna, he's gonna be part of that trip. And, uh, so they're gonna have tremendous exposure, hands-on exposure of what goes on internationally. As we know, globally, today, it's a global environment. Right. It's no Absolutely. Longer... It's a small world after all, I keep telling people. And I will tell you, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's, I don't want to say the, the, re, the only attraction, but it's a key attraction for these students. Oh, and for good reason. It's, a, again, it's an, it's a, you know, nowhere but here kind of moment at Yeshiva University. Last year, by the way, last year, we didn't go to China. Last year, we took them to Israel. Great. And they Startup really. Startup nation. Absolutely. Yep. And they, uh, they had, what they did is they chose the, before they went, they were asked to choose what Israeli companies they want to visit. No and each way. one gave their, each one gave their, uh, uh, their wish list, so to speak. Got it. And, uh, five were picked. And we're fortunate enough, and, and without, you know, without, be, without even contacting the companies, four out of the five companies opened the doors widely. And I'm sure that they had YU alums who are all working there, God knows. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. So, uh, it's, it's, it's a tr- tremendous experience, uh, that, uh, you know, that these students are really looking for. They come back, they full, they're very enthusiastic. Uh, it's, it's, it's terrific. Now, I want to just ask you, we only have a couple minutes left. Sure. I want to ask you as part of your title, okay, there, there are, this is a, this doesn't all fit on the card. <laughs> this doesn't all fit on the card. But you are an entrepreneur in residence, which I definitely want to understand what it is. And I also know that as assistant to the provost, you have a slightly also, a slightly different function as well. Correct. So, so entrepreneur in resident, uh, very quickly is, uh, is, is not, is, is a role that I play because I have 35 years experience in business, started the companies, and had some very successful companies, had some companies that failed. Uh, so I've got a lot of scars on my body and made a lot of mistakes like everybody else. Uh, so the entrepreneur resident, uh, is a role that I play where students come to me. We have many, many students, both men and women, who have great ideas for business, but they don't have a clue on how to take that business, uh, that idea and make it a business because they don't have any experience. So I spent, uh, I spent quite a bit of time. I, I probably see 100 to 150 students every semester. Wow. Two or three. I mean, so I just, you're I Yoda. Love... You're their Yoda. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I sit with them. I work with them. I talk to them. I'm honest. I treat them like, uh, you know, like, like, uh, like somebody comes to me for an investment. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I have to give them the bad news that I think they they think that's a great idea, but really it's not. It's right. not something that can be commercialized. But when it does, and by the way, we probably have had fifteen, twenty real businesses that started from a clean piece of paper. They came to me with ideas, awesome. and they work on it. So I guide them in terms of putting together a business plan, a funding plan. I uh, I point them to lawyers, to patent lawyers, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So it's uh, it's it's exciting. And every day, every day, I get an email. Can I come see you tomorrow? Nice. I have an, I have, I, I have an idea. So that's the entrepreneur in resident. The, the, the assistant of the provost title was that last year I didn't have enough, uh, to do as, in size. Right. Sense. And there was like an, an eighth of an inch of space <laughs> left on your business card. Thank, thank God. <laughs> uh, the provost asked me to take over the career center. The career center really, uh, prepares students for, why well, we love to have the students on, on campus for four years and, 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 and work with them. Uh, there is life after Yeshiva University. So I hear. And, and exactly, and exactly, and that's what the Career Center does. We gotta let them leave the nest. We gotta help them out. Exactly, exactly. And, and, and we're doing a super job. You know, they're, they're looking for jobs. So what, what the Career Center does basically, uh, in a few minutes is the Career Center prepares them by way of helping them with their interviewing techniques. There's a videotape of interview, writing resume, uh, cover letter, how to, how to act, what to dress, how to dress for an interview, what to say. What not to say in interview. Right. Uh, then it also exposes them to many employers. Three weeks ago, we had uh, a career fair in accounting where we had about 20 accounting firms that came in and about 120 students. Mm-hmm. And what happens is they learn about the uh, the the, uh, uh, the accounting firms want to meet the bright students. Right. The students want to meet the accounting firms. And again, 
a shidduch, uh, networking, likewise in finance, likewise in consulting. Networking is also a skill. We also, we also, by the way, uh, have some very, very uh, great events. Uh, seven, eight weeks ago, there was an event called Being Orthodox in a Non-Orthodox Work, uh, workplace, which was very, very interesting. We brought in uh, alumni, our right. alumni who work at Goldman Sachs and work mm-hmm. at uh, KWG, P, uh, PMG, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, these alumni told 60, 70 students out there, this is the way you need to act. You know, whether they should wear a yarmulke, shouldn't right. wear a yarmulke, kiss the mezizah going back, back right. and forth. I mean, you know, how, how yeah, to absolutely. act in that environment. And it was, uh, there was a tremendous, in fact, I'm getting emails asking, when can we have the next one? That's they, great. They want to continue it. So it's, uh, that's uh, great. And, and, you know, the Career Center does many, many more things. But basically, and the, the, the bottom line is that we do a survey six months after our graduate, our students graduate. Six months after graduation, 94.5% of our students either have full-time jobs or go to graduate school. That's an incredible And that's statistic. huge. That's incredible. huge. Most of them are 80, 82, 83. Incredible. And part of it is not only uh, – I want to give credit to the Career Center, but part of it is that we have this tremendous network of alumni out there. And, and even the broader YU community who haven't been in UIU, but they, but they love Yeshiva University. Right. So they open their arms and, and help students come in as interns and, of course, give them full-time jobs. Well, December 8th is, again, it is the open house for the EMBA program at Cy Sims. It's being held at the Barron Campus, 215 Lexington Avenue. That's at 1015 in the morning, 215 Lexington Avenue in New York City. What is that, 31st? No, 33rd. 33rd. I went, I went too far south. Between 33rd and, uh, on the corner of 33rd and uh, Lexington Avenue. Corner of 33rd and Lex. That's December 8th at 10.15 in the morning for the EMBA program. You can find out everything you need to know on yu.edu slash sims. Professor Strauss, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you this morning. I hope you'll come back and visit us again soon. Likewise. I'm not leaving. I'm staying here the whole day. <laughs> that's thanks. right. You're, you're hanging out with us. Yeah, thanks so much. Great great being here. A pleasure. You're Appreciate listening it. to That's Life here on the Nachum Siegel Network, and we are ready for our next guest. Schiffer, hey, I needed that. Schiffer Klein, <laughs> editor and publisher of uh, Joy of Kosher, joins us here in the studio. And actually, it was nice to see you last Friday. Thanks for coming out to... Uh, yeah. Naomi's event. It was a great way to start the day. Not bad, right? Yeah. Warm Sorry for about breakfast. The, Sorry was, about the traffic. Yeah, no, it's, no, no, it's part of living in New York. I'm used to it. That's so positive yeah. of you. <laughs> That's so Chabad positive of you. <laughs> I mean that in a positive way, of course. Um, so, hi. I haven't hi, seen you yeah. on the air in a long time. I know. It's great to be back here. Yeah, no, it's a lot of fun. And I promised that I would not take over any culinary conversations because those I would leave between you and Naomi. You oh, are, okay. You are the, um, you are the official you know, culinary experts, and I am just the girl who makes challah. Um, and hummus now, by the way. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, nice. Um, but I do want to talk to you about the Joy of Kosher um, issue that's out now, the winter 2013. It is your 17th issue, which is pretty oh, exciting. Oh, wow, that is. I know, I'm reading the, I'm reading the time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm losing track of time here. But I yeah. don't blame you, because probably for you, it's already Rosh Hashanah? Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your Pesach menus are set. You're already, I, I don't even want to know what your, I know that you had a photo shoot last week, right? We did Purim. So, you did Purim. Oh, yeah, so you're not, not bad. Far not ahead. bad. Yeah, yeah, not Is so it far Purim ahead. Pesach, the no, issue? No, it's Purim. It's just Purim. Just Purim. And winter, comfort food, a Got lot it. of other exciting stuff. And you're going to... Vegan, just for you. Oh, We're nice. We're doing vegan Nice. Are you going to mess with Hamid's Ashen again in the Purim issue, or you don't want to tell me? What do you mean, are we going to uh, mess with Of course. You know, no, no, I'll tell you. Okay. All right. What do you mean? We're getting a scoop. Yeah, yeah, a scoop. <laughs> We're actually doing a collection of Hamantashen, which is really fun for okay. like a lot of different food bloggers and, oh, and fun. authors. So it's going to be a huge variety of Hamantashen. Like what's the what's the most out there thing? Um, we had um, a margarita Hamantashen. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm like totally getting out the scoop, but a gluten-free one, which was awesome. It's amazing. It's really to, amazing. It's yeah. amazing to me how the gluten-free market is as yeah. expansive as it is and as necessary as it is. Yeah, exactly. I'm not I'm not belittling it. But can I take a can I take a shot? So I guess the margarita <laughs> um hamantashen has lime peel in it? Yes, lime oh, zest, yeah. It's nice, awesome. Nice. <laughs> what else would be in there? 
So uh, we're doing vegan. Okay. We're going vegan. Oh, I'm going back on the margarita. Oh, you're going back on the margarita. Yeah, I just, what's the filling? Macadamia nut, coconut. It's really good stuff. It's like a Jimmy Buffett commentage. We have like a chocolate peanut butter one, like almost like a peanut butter cup. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Do you know that my kids. good stuff coming up. My kids, for some reason or another, first of all, you know that there are so many places that sell hummantash all year round. Yeah. I don't understand. (laughs) (laughs) I don't. It's to me, it's like, like I'll eat matzo all year round. I got no problem with that. Right. Shmura, it doesn't matter. Machine, it doesn't matter. The day after Purim, I know hamatashin are one of those things. Yes, but like if Why you eat, that? I don't know. It's like one of those cookies that. Yeah, I can't believe we're talking about hamatashin. I know. Like we still didn't make latkes yet. But I know. That's the way it is here. But I'm already shopping Kosher. for yeah, Pesach. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Because <laughs> you know what? Those clothes are on sale, and they're mine. That is smart. There you go. Um, but I want to talk about the backstory to Joy of Kosher because okay. there's a great feature in here about Jamie. Yeah. And what it takes to put it all together, et cetera, et cetera. So from a publisher, let's put on the publisher hat and not the chef hat and okay. not everything else hat. Tell me how it works. Tell me how it starts. Tell me how the storyboards go and, and where you go from point A to the actual production of the magazine that's in my hand right now. Wow. So, uh, yeah. In so four seconds or less. In four seconds or less. Yeah. So, I mean, it's funny. When we started out, I, I was a teacher. My husband was, like, working as a cipher. And I thought it was going to be like a hobby. This is a whole, a whole different kind of book than he's used to writing. By yeah, the way. yeah, 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 totally, okay. totally. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it really is like a real full-time job. Like right. we're busy with it all the time. Um, we just try to think about the idea of the magazine is to bring to people things that are very current and what's going on in the world now. And um, not just recipes, but like stories and travel. So we start like by just getting some themes out there like we talk about um like let's say now it's winter's coming up so we try to do like we're going to do a comfort food issue but together tie it into purim and then like vegan is very in so we're going to somehow tie that all together so we start off doing that reaching out to writers getting that all started um we plan our photo shoots i mean such a general question so like i'm trying to like right so so a concept you have a concept let's start yeah so you have a concept you throw it up on the board exactly and then where do you go next and then so we plan out like different different um we like i said we reach out to writers when they when their articles come in i sit down with my food stylist i sit down with my photographer we plan the photo shoot um, and this is like sort of like from the planning the issue perspective. So we plan the photo shoot. We talk about like the color scheme that we're going to do. Right. We talk about, um, you know, the different styles that we're going for. Are we going from, you know, a more like family style type of, you know, setting? Mm-hmm. Is it more like we try to give a story in the magazine? Because we take a picture of everything that we're doing. Right. So we start off by that. Then we we do our prop shopping. We Everything prop is shopping. prop shopping. I want to come prop shopping. It's so much fun. It's so much I... fun. I want to come prop shopping. Yeah. Where do you go prop shopping? So we have like, we have some stores that work with us that are really awesome in general. I would recommend them. Okay. Uh, we go, we're in Manhattan. In Manhattan is the best place. Cause I love when everything. you have those hard T's, by the way. What? Manhattan. Manhattan. What is with that? Is Manhattan. that a- um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like people from Baltimore. Um, uh, sorry, Avrami. <laughs> but, um, yeah, between you and Naomi, it was a lot of fun to listen to you guys last week. Oh, between our two accents? Uh-huh. Yeah. It's sweet. It's sweet. It's endearing you, uh, Alexander's. I never realized, like, how strong my Brooklyn accent was until I started to Manhattan. talk and people are like, <laughs> it's too funny. It's sweet. It's yeah. endearing. Um, so yeah, we go, there's, there's a really awesome store called Fish's Eddie. Oh, I love Fish's Eddie. It's amazing. It's wonderful. And like, it's a great store just for like odds and ends. It's eclectic. Yeah, it it's really, really is. eclectic. Um, and in that area, we just go and pick up different things. There's West Elm, there's anthropology, there's, I mean, ABC Home, we just stop and just stare because it's like a museum. Right. That is a like, place to yeah, stare. Yeah, exactly. For sure. So anyway, um, and we, golf. yeah, and, and drool. totally, exactly. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's the one of those thing. stores. Right. Um, I heard people shop there. That's like one of those places. I heard, I heard, that, <laughs> I heard that exactly. there are people who can get things yeah, yeah, there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I once like got a plate there. It was on sale, like as I was steering and it's like the one thing I have from there. But yeah, it's like a really awesome store. Um, yeah. So we take, we, we do prop shopping. Then we start, um, then we start, you know, we have to edit the articles. My husband starts, it, myself and my husband work on the magazine. So mm-hmm. my husband does more like, you know, the details, like okay. the, you know, he works with a printer. We set up dates. Uh, we work with a graphic designer Got it. Um, and we plan out the issue, the way it's going to look. So she helps us also like with art direction. So she would like sort of if we have like, how should we take the picture? How is it going to look best in the magazine? So 
we work together with her to do that. So it starts with the concept, and then yeah, you reach exactly. out to the food bloggers and, exactly. the, and the writers, and, and they're exactly. going to take care of that kind of content. And then you go prop shopping because you're working. At, um, um, I'm fixated on the. Prop That's like shopping. my job. It's the prop shopping. Right. You do nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but like everything that we do is meant to be original. It's just for our magazine. It's for the time that it's going to be published. That's the idea. And so uh, we reach out to, like like you said, to the writers, and they do everything specifically for the magazine and what we are looking for. From start to finish, when do you from the time you come up with the concept yeah. to the time that it ends, it it ends up being printed at the printer? How long is that? So I mean, it, it varies depending on the issue. Like right now, we're planning Purim, and there's like a gap between when Hanukkah came out and Purim came out. So we have like six weeks to do it. Ah. So that's nice. But then we've had issues that we've had to do in three weeks. Got it. So we work within, you know, the time constraints of that issue. Like let's say between Purim and Pesach is going to be really, really crowded. It's like going to be a very packed time for us. And then, um, so in the meantime, we do other things like, you know, we go out, we do cooking demos and, um, you know, we do other promotions in the meantime. You just did a cooking demo, right? Yeah, I've done a few. Yeah, yeah. Where was the most recent one? I remember the most. It. I went to Orange, no, Chester, New York. Okay. Yeah, I went to Atlanta two That's weeks ago. That fun. was fun. Yeah, and yeah, that was really awesome. I I went to visit like a community I never would have visited. That's great. It's such an awesome place to live. Like I'm like, why don't I live in Atlanta? It's beautiful. Because nobody sounds and they say Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> Then you would really sound funny. Here you totally. blend a little bit. I do. I blend. That's yeah, true. But That's then you true. go there. You're really a fish out of water. Yeah, yeah. How has life changed, by the way, since Batea Bone was um, absorbed by Joy of Kosher, and you guys have taken that over? So, I mean, for us, it's very, it's very. It wasn't such a big trans- change for us. I mean, the t- the name is different, you know. Um, and and the then brand, we have we have right. some people who say, oh, there's nothing like Batea Bone. Batea Bone was so amazing. And, I don't think that you've lost your identity. Well, some people feel that way. That's like one comment. Like that's a feedback okay. that I get. I'm not sure if it's people thinking they're being like they're complimenting me. I'm not sure. Like what that I don't know what it means, but that's like something that people have been telling us. But um no, but there was there is a very positive reaction for us. It was great because me and my husband started Batavo and we were like a small business. Right. This is real. And now we joined, you yeah. know, there's an established website and Jamie's amazing to work with. And um so in that way it was great for us. Doing the magazine didn't really change. In terms of like the magazine grew through the through the past year, mm-hmm. so that's been awesome, and um, we just got busier, so we're really busy. That's that, yeah, that's interesting <laughs> that people that people question. You know, it's, the truth of the matter is that when we get feedback here at the yeah. network, I either get from a listener, an email, or whatever it is, and when somebody is critical and somebody doesn't necessarily have the nicest thing to say, or somebody is complimentary, I'm just thankful. That somebody took the time to write. You know what? I, oh my gosh! I I totally I told my husband I'm like the first time that we're gonna get like sort of like not not a non compliment like almost hate mail. Exactly. That means like we're we're doing good. Exactly. You that's know why? Like what, that's what I said. Because people take it to heart. Yeah. And that means that people are are internalizing it, and that you're exactly. becoming part of their life, and they exactly. don't necessarily want things changed either the way they don't want it or something that is that is an affront to them, whatever exactly. it is. Once they take it personally, once it becomes something that they absorb and they take seriously, I'll take any comment totally. whatsoever, right? Okay, bring on the hate mail, everyone. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, I told my husband, this is the biggest compliment. Like when right. we just started to get that feedback because it means – People are taking the time, like you said, to care, exactly. and you're being you're relevant to people. So it's really amazing. Yeah, and it's um, and we also we all live very, very, very busy lives. So yeah. when somebody takes the time to drop you an email, wow, did I just or write mix, a letter? Which I just mix metaphors. Yes, write a letter. <laughs> we or get letters write, too. Exactly, drop a letter or write an email. Yeah. Either way, it's just it it means that we are that part of somebody's sure. life, and I and I wholeheartedly enjoy it. Um, you gotten some interesting letters before? Oh, yeah, we've gotten like, yeah, we've gotten really interesting feedback. Yeah. and I, it, I mean, like from ranging from somebody being upset, like we had an author who wrote about her cat. So pe- somebody took that offensively. That was like the most interesting. Cats are offensive? That was part of her family. Not everybody are animal lovers out there. Okay. But, um, so, <laughs> but no, we've gotten, we've gotten some good feedback um, and it's really nice to see just in, yeah, just in general. And um, because, again, because I am committed to not discussing the food part of this with you, because <laughs> yes. that, again, is a you-Naomi conversation, and I would not tread on that. Um, tell me also about how different features get incorporated. I know that the, the back page, the back pages of any magazine is always exciting Exactly. To me. I always read from the back to the front. 
Um, so you have, in, in this one, you have your five things you didn't know about Latkes, and that was a contribution by Gil Marsh, which exactly. is always exciting. But how do you decide what, at what angle, what different feature is going to make it in an issue? So we try to think of different aspects that our readers would care about. Okay. So, for example, we just started to do a lot more news, like different news stories that are going around in the kosher world. So that would be very relevant to our reader. It's not food-related necessarily about cooking, but it has to do with their, you know, with what's going on in the world. Like we did the dot kosher controversy, new kosher food in airports, in Walmart, different things that are going around that people right. would find interesting. We did like, we had a new column called Unique Eats that we're doing. Mm. So we want to feature like really unique recipes in different restaurants because I think that's always like something that's so interesting to people. Um, so we really try to like think about things that people would find interesting and beyond like, cause we always say like, we know that you can go on Google and find right. any recipe. So right. it's not just about the recipe, although the recipes are for the time and it's something new, but it's really also like travel. There's like now this whole new um, industry of kosher luxury travel. And I, it's so fascinating. Somebody just contacted you know? me that they would want to work with us at the network, and I checked out this person's website, and I'm like, oh my God, Jews go there and yeah. they have food? <laughs> I'm in. It's amazing. I, it's unbelievable. And so even that, just to cover that, it was so right. fascinating. Right. Absolutely. And um, I think it's so amazing. And it's also complimentary to the kosher consumer out there that um, there are people. Absolutely. Their needs are being yeah. met. Yep. You know, I so totally even agree. if it's something that we'll dream about, it's still fun to read about exactly. it. It's awesome. Exactly. And yeah. now we only have a couple minutes left, okay. and I, I, I need to know what you're making next week for Thanksgiving. Noah Solomon yesterday from Soul Farm when he was on, oh, not yesterday, two days ago, when he was, days are melding, when he was on with Nahum, <laughs> when he was on with Nahum, joked um, that he's going to have uh, turkey stuffed with latkes. That yes. was going to be his stuffing. Now that sounds good. Exactly. And by the way, that, I'm, I'm totally into that. There's... A little bit heavy on the salt, but um, but I think it's a great idea. What are you making next week? So I we we did that idea of stuffed latkes, so I'm totally doing that. Right. Okay. I'm not sure what I'm stuffing it with. Okay. Um, and then um, I we're doing like a really awesome cranberry. We call it a cranberry ketchup almost. So that's really interesting. Is there a tomato in there? What tomato paste? Really? It's really interesting. I just did it actually at a few demos, and people were like, they told me they were like, as I was watching Is you it do on it. The website? No, it's something oh, that it's a Klein yeah, yeah, family yeah. recipe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. So um, it's something, and people were like, I, I couldn't believe it when I was watching it, but it was amazing. That's so great. that's really fun. That's so great. We're looking forward to it. Fantastic. Any funny decorations from the prop stores? What do you mean funny decorations? I'm saying for your table. Oh, from the prop stores? Yeah. <laughs> what do you do with the props afterwards? Don't you take the them props? Home? Are all like in the garage? You know, we have like we're like hoarders. We have like hoards okay. of stuff. Now I know where I need to go. I'm <laughs> totally, going to your totally. garage. <laughs> we have like the most random, <laughs> random things in there. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. That's a lot of fun. Well, when you put it all together, you got a beautiful layout. That's yeah, what's totally. important. So Joy of Kosher has hit the uh, newsstand, so to speak. You can get oh, it. Oh, we're doing a Hanukkah special. It's buy two, get one free. Oh, yeah, so, so that's fun. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. A lot of magazines are doing that kind of subscription yeah. opportunities for different people. So Joy of Kosher, you can go to joyofkosher.com. You can sign up for the subscription yeah. there. Buy two, get one free. Schiffer Klein, as always. It is a pleasure to talk Thank to you. Thank you so much. And I'm happy that we found things to talk about that yeah. didn't involve, you know, me salivating and being unhappy <laughs> that you didn't bring me something to eat. <laughs> totally. My pleasure. Thanks so much. Thank you so happy much. Happy Hanukkah and a happy Thanksgiving to you. You're listening to That's Life here on the Nachum Siegel Network, and we are joined by Lisa Hawk. She's on the phone. She is one of the co-directors of the Levi Yitzchak Library, and as everyone knows, we've been promoting it up to Ying Yang. The Sun Show will air today at 2 p.m. We recorded it the other night at the Levy Yitzchak Library on Central Avenue in Cedarhurst. And I wanted to thank Lisa and invite her on to give everyone one more big push to make sure to tune in today at 2 p.m. as Daniel hosts the Sun Show. Hello, Lisa. Hi, Miriam. Thank you. Oh, a pleasure. Thank you. Booker Tov to you. So I hope you've re recovered. I know we did damage to the carpet that night. No, it's all good. You can't even tell. It's like nothing happened. <laughs> well, I guess it's in, a amazing. <laughs> in a library meant for kids and meant for tread, it obviously makes a tremendous amount of sense. Um, as you and I had predicted, the library was the perfect opportunity, the perfect venue for a stunt like this. Yes, it definitely was, and I'm glad it worked out. You know, the our thoughts, your thoughts, it just kind of all gelled and... I think everybody had a really great time last night. Yeah, no, it was really wonderful. Tell everybody what you guys have coming up, because I know that there are a number of events going on at the Levy Yitzchak Library, how people can read about it, how people can follow up on it so they can be involved. Okay, so this Sunday we are going to be celebrating our third anniversary, 
and we are going to be having a lot of pre-Hanukkah activities available. We're going to have a story time at 11.30, and that's going to be with our resident fireman, Jason Hagler, and he'll also talk to the children about fire safety, which is quite important right before Hanukkah with so many people having candles burning in their house all through the night and children very, very excited to be around them. Right, absolutely. We will also be having an olive oil press interactive demonstration where the children will learn about how olive oil is made and prepared, and they'll learn a little bit about the base Hamigdash and how the menorah and the olive oil was prepared back then. That's great. Who's doing that with you? That is with, um, I don't remember the name of the company. <laughs> that's fine, that's fine. We, we found them through the Shluchim Network. That's so great, but that's a fantastic activity. So yeah, that's going. That's going to be very interesting, exciting. I think I think the kids will really enjoy that very much. Right. No, absolutely. I think and I think it's important. I think it's important, by the way, as you're going through all these different events, to point out that not only did we have a number of people at the event the other night who had been to the library a number of times and did not live in the area did not live in the area, but come as visitors and come because it's it's a great place to be. I don't want people to think that this is just a five towns, you know, uh, venture, so to speak. This is the library is not just for people who live in Cedarhurst and the surrounding areas. People, no, absolutely not. Right. People, the people from all over come. They come for our programs. They come to take out books. We have members who are from Queens, who are from Great Neck, who are from Brooklyn. They know that they can take out books for three weeks at a time. They can also call us up or email us to renew them. They know that we have a Dropbox, so whenever they're on the avenue, they could just put the books in. They don't have to worry, are we open, are we not open? So we really try to make it easy for everybody to be a part of the library and to you know, to to use our resources as much as possible. You know, it's great to have the books at home, but sometimes, you know, there's only so much that you can place on your bookshelf. So it's nice to be able to borrow and, you know, it's also save by, a little bit of money. Absolutely, no, but it's also important um, for people to know that they can bring their schools and they should get their schools involved in the different programs that are evol- that are available at the Levy Yitzhak Library and that schools come all the time on trips. Yes, yeah, so Mondays we are closed to the public. We're always here. We um, use the day to be able to accommodate class trips, and we always work together with the school, with the classroom teacher, to find out what they're working on in school, what's going on um, in the classroom, so that we can tailor our program at the library to what's going on in school. And if it's not necessarily school-related, then it will be related to one of the Antoven. Thankfully, the Jewish calendar is so full of <laughs> so many special right. days, so many things to that it, we don't have to try to figure out, oh, my goodness, what should we do? There's right. enough to choose from, and the goal here is to also make the children realize that you know, there's so much more to Jewish books, and there are so many books available. I was talking to someone, and she said to me, oh, so, you know, so what do you have, like, you know, a few hundred books? I'm like, no, we have a few thousand books. <laughs> and she's like, there are that many Jewish books? Uh... I said, come on in, take a look, and there are new ones constantly being added to our collection. Right. Um, and just in terms of class trips, we have um, – classes that also come in here to do their book reports. Teachers will want to do biographies. And, you know, it's it's nice for the children not to always be doing it on secular subjects, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that at all. We want our children to, you know, be worldly and have, you know, a, a, a wealth of knowledge. But it is nice for them to be doing a biography and, you know, some kind of other book report on Jewish-related figures and something that is meaningful to them so that they can grow from that and grow in their love of Yiddishkeit. I think that one of the best comments that you shared with us the other night was how one child said, it's not just the library, it's the fun library. And and um, a number of our hosts, including Daniel Gordon, was taken by the fact that you have Max. You have computers yeah. <laughs> set up. I mean, Daniel, you know, anything shiny is, is an attraction to him. God bless him. But um, but it's true. It's a current, exciting, alive 
library that is not a place where you're not expecting, where you have to be quiet. And I think that that's also key. This is a lively library, and it's really a pleasure. It was a pleasure to be there. It was a pleasure to be a part of it. And I encourage everyone, again, to stay tuned because after the live lunch, we will have Dr. David Lieberman with sound advice at 1 o'clock. And then at 2 o'clock, as promised, Daniel Gordon and the stunt show with the Manischewitz uh, Hanukkah House Assembly, where we recorded it at the Levi Yitzchak Library. Lisa, people can find every all your information on your website. They can find it on our website at www.lylibrary.org, or they can give us a call at 516-374-2665. Um, they should also know that we are a nonprofit organization, so any donations that are made are tax-deductible. And all the money that is raised for the library really gets put in, back into the library to really try to offer as much as we possibly can in terms of programs and exciting activities and just hands-on manipulatives and toys for the children. And, of course, everything is geared towards raising and growing their awareness of their Jewish identity. Lisa, thank you so much for joining me. Folks, it's National Jewish Book Month. I highly recommend that if you can make a donation, you do so, and you go visit the Levi Yitzchak Library. Lisa, thanks again for working with us and for co-hosting, and we really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Miriam. My Take pleasure. Care. My pleasure. You've been listening to That's Life here on the Nachum Siegel Network. We're going to bring up the music in the background. We're listening to Bubba Mice's Mizrahi Medley. Because as ZK and I hinted to at the beginning of the show, we're going to Israel in a couple of weeks, and we are very exciting. Make sure to stay tuned to the rest of the programming we have going on today. The live lunch starts immediately after this. As I tell you, it's a lot of pressure between being between Charlie and Nahum. I hope I'm living up to everyone's expectations. One o'clock, Dr. David Lieberman is on with sound advice, 212-529-4620. And then the stunt show, 2 p.m. Eastern Time. You can watch it. You can listen. Make sure to go to our website. You can watch the Ustreaming video. Thanks again to Maven and to ZK. Daniel Gordon from the Levy Yitzhak Library on Central Avenue. My thanks to Lisa Hawk and to Rebitz and Hani Wallowick for making that happen. And also to Corin Manischewitz, Breezy's. BreeziesNY.com. We thank everyone who sponsored that wonderful event. Spin class will resume next week. Michael is away. You can tune in next week when Michael will be back behind the mic. Charlie Burnout at 7 p.m. You can join Nahum tomorrow morning from 6 to 9 as he hosts JM and the AM live here on the stream at NahumSiegel.com, JMandAM.org. And then, of course, Naomi Table for two. She may have relaxed a little bit from last week's, but I highly doubt it. Just listen to that Australian accent. You'll know the rest. Table for two, 9 a.m., 9 a.m. As always, you can check out our new season of programming on our website, NahumSiegel.com. Click on the network schedule. That is life today, everybody. Thanks for a great show. And ZK, it has been an absolute pleasure as always. Bye, guys.
Yeah, yeah. 